Hi, my name is Israel Zapp. I am the lead representative of the Our God Will Save Us organization. Today, I want to give you our third installment of the Heart and Soul Collection. It is the heart and soul of the Our God Will Save Us organization, and I am excited to bring it to you upon the topic of the one God who restores. I believe that our God is a God of restoration. Last week, Brian Quinones did an amazing job talking about the one God who heals. I believe that today God wants to dig in just a little bit deeper, talking about not only healing, but talking about restoring, talking about giving back what you may have lost this year. This year, 2020, some of you know, has been a difficult year. I think actually not some of you, but a lot of us know. We've all been going through this pandemic. Some of us have either lost our jobs, got our hours cut, got our pay cut, or some difficult things have transpired. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost a family member or a friend. Or maybe you feel like you're losing yourself. I believe that in this video, God is going to show you how he wants to restore your life. We still have a few months left in the year. There's more things that could happen. We have an election. After the last debate, I'm kind of excited, but also nervous to see what could happen. But I know God will be faithful to take us through the rest of the year. If you're still breathing, God has not left your side. I believe that God is going to use my story as I unpack some truths of the God who restores. I believe God is going to use my story of mental health, my journey this year, to bring your story some help, some guidance, and possibly some restoration. My story, my picture is not a pretty picture. It's not a beautiful picture. It might not be the best picture. It might not be the best oratory picture that was spoken. But I believe that this picture of my life will point to a greater picture. That God will use my picture to point to his picture, the picture of the good news of Jesus. That Jesus died and he rose from the grave to give you life and life more abundantly. Earlier this year, <clears throat> I came through, excuse me, I started a journey that I did not expect to go on. I was already struggling with depression, severe depression from September of last year. And earlier this year, I was going through the biggest rough patch of my life. I was making some terrible decisions, decisions that I would not make in a healthy mindset. But I thought I was just going through, I guess you can say, I was going with the flow of life. It was the second week of the lockdown where churches were locked down and uh, we were only in a live stream service. And I was one of the camera operators at our local church. And it was the last few moments of the service where I was right in front of the drums and we were shooting and we were live streaming the service and everything was moving and everything was awesome and God was doing amazing things throughout that service. But in that moment, I felt extremely nauseous. How many of you know that feeling when you have to go and you didn't get any notice five minutes before, 10 minutes before, you weren't holding it in, but you was like, oh my God, your body is like, bro, girl, you need to go right now. So I, I put the camera on the ground and I bolted. Thankfully, there was no one there because we're on lockdown as a church. Glory to God. But we, I went through the building and I went to the restroom 
And I went to go to the, to the restroom and all of a sudden my stomach, it was still felt extremely nauseous, but nothing was coming out. It might be TMI for some of you. But in that moment, when I was realizing, wait a minute, nothing is coming out, I then fell on the wall. How that happened, I don't know yet. I still don't know to this very day. But I fell or collapsed, if that is a better word, on the wall. And from the wall, I slid to the ground. And from the ground, I laid on the ground in a fetal position for over two hours. I was not moving. I was not talking. I was not responding to anything whatsoever. I was in a state of panic. It was the weirdest feeling to feel like I'm trapped in my own body. I felt as though I was lost, that nobody can reach me. No one can find me. I felt so weak in my body and I didn't know what to do for about a half hour within that two hour range. There were no thoughts creeping through my brain. It was dead silence. The only noise I was receiving was from the sanctuary where the band was tearing up in the glory of God and I was suffering. I was in a fetal position. I was so crammed and scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to react. It took a couple high schoolers who were also serving on the team. They came to the restroom and they were coming to check on me to see if I was okay and I could not respond to them. They went and they grabbed my brother. He rushed me to the hospital and I was not responding to the doctors or to the nurses who were there trying to help me. I couldn't walk, they had to carry me. Mind you, I'm 240 plus pounds of COVID weight. Do not judge me, okay? <laughs> All right, these tiny pants are not tiny because I bought them that way. I'm kidding, okay? I was a little heavy and they carried me and they threw me on the bed. They threw me on the bed and they were trying to get me to respond. And the only response I can give them was moving my eyes. I could not talk because my lips were shut. I could not move. I could not do any of that. I tried my best to the point where tears were coming down my face because I could not move or talk for an additional 30 minutes in that hospital room. It wasn't until 30 minutes later where I was actually able to respond. You know that one person who doesn't shut up? Yeah, that was me in that moment. I was talking from one moment, I wasn't saying anything, and then the next moment I was talking about everything. It was so crazy, God is good. We don't know what happened though. The doctor, she was such an amazing person. She was so awesome, so loving, so caring. One of the greatest doctors that Stockton, California has to offer humanity. She came and she talked to me and we were dialoguing and conversing and she was so awesome. And we were talking, but she told me, she said, Israel, I'm going to break it to you nicely. I don't know what happened to you. It looks like you had a panic attack or an anxiety attack or a mental breakdown or a lightweight seizure. I don't know. It could have been all of them wrapped up in one thing because what you experienced is normal, but we don't have a word for what you went through. And I looked at her so dumbfounded because I was like, my goodness, if you don't know what I went through, I definitely don't know what I went through. So then she began to tell me and she said, Israel, I think the best thing that you can do is to go and schedule an appointment with a therapist or a neurologist. And I gave her this response and I said, 
you are not the first person who told me that I needed therapy. <laughs> there are a lot of people who think I need therapy to this very day. My therapist thinks I need therapy. She needs therapy from giving me therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's a joke. I'm kidding. Laugh. It's okay to laugh during a deep story. Um, but I told her, yes, you know, I'll go talk to a therapist. That kick-started a season to healing. The next day, after I was able to drive home, praise the Lord, I drove home safe. The next day, I kid you not, I called my brother at least four times that day. And then I called two other people. I had six phone calls that day. It wasn't because I wanted to talk to people. Rather, it's because I was afraid of being alone. It was 90 plus degree weather. Now, if you know me, you know I love the winter. I love my pea coats. I love my biker jackets. I love my trench coats. I love layering up turtlenecks, whole nine yards. I love to layer up. But summer, oh my God, you will not see me in the summer unless I'm in some beach that is cold. All right. I love the cold. I want to move to Seattle because it is cold and rainy every day. That is my feeling. It is all about hot cocoa, especially abuelitas. Glory to God. All right. I hate hot weather. But that day, I did not drive anywhere in an air-conditioned car. I walked to every store because I was scared I was going to have a breakdown in the car. That very night, that same night, the night after my mental breakdown, the night after where I could not talk or move, I felt, and not only felt, but I was convinced that I was going to commit suicide that night. I was in this spot where I was ready to give it up. I was ready to say that the world would probably be better off without me. That my friends and my family would probably be better off without me. I was in that space in time where I thought, you know what? My friends probably don't even know I exist. My friends probably don't even know that I'm going through this stuff. My family, they'll move on. They've done it before. They could do it again, right? My church, any church, I'm too liberal for some and I'm too conservative for others. So I'd probably be better off. I mean, politics, society, culture, if Kevin Hart one of the kindest people and one of the greatest comedians of all time. They attempted to cancel him. They could probably try to cancel me. So why am I going to try to move forward in life? Why don't I just walk away from life, right? They just tried to cancel Ellen DeGeneres. For all that is holy, she is one of the kindest people you will ever meet. And I have not even met her yet, but she is so awesome. She makes me feel like I'm a terrible person because of how kind she is. And they try to cancel her. All these different things are happening because of mistakes that people have made. And I looked at my life in that night and I said, if they would do these to these people, what could they do to me? I was in that place. I was in that zone where I was like, I might as well just check out a life. Because I feel like I'm not needed anymore. I feel like I'm not either living up to my purpose or I feel like whatever purpose I did have 
was over with. That I passed it. That I already did it. Because I made so many terrible decisions in October. I made so many terrible decisions in November and December and January and February. That when March came around, I made the decision to say I'm going to end it all. But in that moment, I was already getting pen to paper. And I know COVID, that's unheard of because we don't want to touch anything especially with the disease going around. But in that moment, I was going to put pen to paper and I was going to let whoever would read that note know. I did it because I felt like I wasn't needed anymore. And it was in that moment that the Lord stopped me because it was that night that I had planned to end it all. My parents were asleep. Everybody was asleep who needed to be asleep. It was midnight. I was ready to go. But the Lord stopped me. And he gave me this verse. He said this. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you. You may have seen this verse on a mug or a placemat. Or maybe an Instagram meme or a photo. But this verse is more than a meme to me. This verse is the verse that restored hope in my life again. He said this, I know the plans I have for you, Israel Zap. I added that part in there. There are plans for good and not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. Says the Lord, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and I will bring you home again to your own land. I will bring you home again. I'm talking about a God who restores because in March, I didn't know if I was going to have life again. I didn't know if I was going to see life again. But now, if you look on social media, you will find couples. It's mainly couples who are doing it. They'll have one picture saying how it started and how it ended or how it started and how it's going. And most couples, it starts out with the weird, corny, direct message. And then on the other side, they're either getting married or it's a cute little date night thingamabobber. It is so awesome. And for the five or 10 or hundreds of people who say how it started, sent the DM, and then how it ended, you got blocked. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you didn't get a cute ending. Well, here is my how it started. How it started was in October of last year, September of last year, where it originally started, but October where it kicked off, I was severely depressed. In March of this year, I had a mental breakdown that today I call a mental breakthrough. In March, I decided I was going to commit suicide. In March, I decided that life is not going to be seen in me anymore and I'm not going to see life. I'm not going to see life. Life is done for me.
But now, in October 7th of 2020, I am giving the word of life to people. I see life in myself and I see the life that God has given me. And if God can give me life, if God can restore life to me, he can restore life to you. In this very moment, I have come to talk about the God who restores. Because the God who restores doesn't just say, I'm giving you back what you lost. But I'm going to give you everything that you need to get from here to there. I have come to give you a future and a hope. My name is Israel Zapp, and I love you. I'll see you soon.